So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshalls. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you. All over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Make sure you do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review where podcasts are found. We are brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Prestwick Golf, and Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Find out more at StanleyLawOffices.com. That's StanleyLawOffices.com. This episode will feature Ryan Blackwell, the Syracuse basketball great and head men's uh, basketball coach at Liverpool High School uh, in central New York, who's taking part uh, yet again uh, in the Bayheims Army uh, in the throwback tournament. It should be a really, really cool tournament. Um, I think when you look at um, when you look at the, the the field, when you look at the players on the teams, when you look at uh, you know who's coming back and all the rest. Ryan will be back as an associate head coach. Um, Jeremy Pope will head the team. Sean Belby is on as an assistant coach. Uh, Eric Devendorf, Tyler Lydon, Malachi Richardson, Pascal Chukwu, C.J. Fair, Chris McCullough, Andrew White the third, just to name a few, um, <clears throat> will be playing in this thing. So uh, really, really looking forward to some stiff competition. Uh, it's the tournament. I say throwback tournament. Kind of what I what I think of it as because it's you know throwback players for respective schools. But uh, and for more information, you can follow at Bayheim's Army and at the tournament <clears throat> on Twitter. Before I get to Ryan, before I get to um, Bayheim's Army and and the tournament and what what to expect, um, I. Wanted to kind of dive in a little bit more into the Aaron Rodgers uh, Packers situation. Recently, Rodgers with Brady and Mickelson, Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau, they go on a video call. And Rodgers is seen wearing an I'm Offended t-shirt. And that is so, you know, it's so Aaron Rodgers, it it isn't even funny, right? I mean, it's, it's absurd. The drama... That is 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 going on. Um, I, I just I, I think it's absolutely positively um, ridiculous. Now that Aaron Rodgers has basically behaved this way, uh, I've mentioned it a bunch, but I don't. You know, nobody's mentioned it better than Tyler Dunn. Nobody's covered it better than Tyler Dunn. He says that there's no way Rodgers is coming back. He's been on this. For a long time, because once Aaron Rodgers holds a grudge, he's actually worse than Derek Jeter, you know, with holding grudges. Once you're out, you are out, and it does not matter what happened. It doesn't matter who's uh, where the fault lies more. You're done, and that appears to be the case here. Nobody's more sourced up on this than Tyler Dunn, but I've been with him for a long time on this. I waffled for a little while, but I've been I've been on this for a while 
uh, as well in terms of feeling, you know, I'm in, I'm in agreement with Dunn and feeling that I think Aaron Rodgers is out of his mind. This team might have the best offensive line in football. Valdez Scantling torching defenses. You have arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL in Devontae Adams. You've got A.J. Dillon. You committed to Aaron Jones. You committed for years before he left to uh, to L.A. Uh, in the Chargers, I believe, in, in Corey Lindsley, right? No relation again. Um, you know, you, you commit to uh, just a, a, a bunch of really, 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 really great players. I mean, how many quarterbacks get a franchise center for five to eight years? How many of them get the offensive line Aaron Rodgers does? How many of them get the weapons that he has had, you know? Um, and, and look, the, the, the only real minor thing was there and Rodgers wasn't told. He wasn't brought in for the plans, and even if the decision was made and he was brought in and said, hey, you know, here's what we're looking to do, does anybody really think that Aaron Rodgers would have accepted that, by the way? Like, if the Packers had gone to Aaron Rodgers and said, hey, man, wanted to sit down with you, you're obviously our QB1, you're our guy, you're going to the Hall of Fame, we have a lot of good years left with you, but we're going to draft a quarterback because depth at the position is important, and this is a move we're looking at three to five years away off of your current age and last year's production, which was on the decline. We think you're going to go back on the incline. You're still our, again, you're our guy, you're the Hall of Famer. We're not getting replaced, um, but we're going to look at Jordan Love. We're going to bring him in as a backup, and eventually he can take over for you again down the line, which, oh, by the way, five years down the line is, you know, 40-plus years old. I mean, how long are you going to play, Right. Even if the Packers had done that, I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers would have been receptive to that, number one. And number two, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to say on the Rodgers side that, hey, you know what? I defend Aaron Rodgers because that's piss poor. You need to communicate with your quarterback. You need to bring him in. You need to do this. Yeah, okay. You know, the Buccaneers did it with Brady. Multiple other teams have done it. Okay, you you could, you could. You could say that. You could, you know, you got to communicate a little bit better. You got to have, you know, you got to have a, you got to have a better, you got to have a better communication line. Okay. Well, if that's your thing, I suppose maybe, maybe there is a little bit of a, a truth to that, right? Like, well, everybody should be in the know. That's how culture is, is, you know, it's overused, that term, but you know, that's how culture is, you know, stays in the building. That's how trust happens between players and management, front offices, GMs, head coaches. But Aaron Rodgers is a different breed in both aspects. Oh, he should have been told. He should have been counseled. Okay. The other side, he wasn't counseled, and he's going to go off the rails. He might go off the rails anyway if you counsel him. He's that kind of prima donna. He's that kind of guy. What do you mean you're going to go with another guy? And then he walks out of the room. And now he leaks it to somebody, and then they leak it to the media, and then ba-boom, here we are anyway. So that, that very well could have happened. I do understand the viewpoint of, hey, you got you got to kind of let him know. Common practice and all the rest. And you might have to let him know also. Here's a third element to this. You also might have to let him know because... Again, Aaron Rodgers is such a prima donna. He's such a drama queen in terms of how he acts, relationships, grudges, etc. 
you know, is there another quarterback in the NFL you can think of? Maybe it's Big Ben, maybe. Who need maybe it's now Russell Wilson, because he's he's kind of a drama queen here, right? But can you think of many more than that, right? Who they've got to be coddled and they've got to be, you know, their back's got to be rubbed every day and they've got to be told everything and they've got to be, you know, you have to go above and beyond the call of duty and, you know, you do laundry for them one day and you have to do it again the next day, uh, even though they have a full drawer full of clothes and a full closet full of clothes. You got you to gotta go do laundry. You got to do laundry every day. Keep everything clean. You got to feed them. You got to cook them the best dinner every night and it's still not good enough, right? That's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, wouldn't Lamar Jackson love to have Aaron Rodgers as stars, have his teammates, have his roster? <laughs> you know, how many quarterbacks out there can say, I have at least what he has, if not better? How many? Two. And those quarterbacks reside in Kansas City and in Buffalo. Because nobody did it better than Brandon Bean in terms of building around a young quarterback. You know, last year, Diggs, Beasley, now Emmanuel Sanders. You add Matt Breida, you draft Gabe Davis, you bring back the band. You, you have Feliciano and Williams back on the offensive line. Defensively, you've brought back some people as well. You bring back uh, a Swiss Army knife, <clears throat> you know, type player in the table offense in Isaiah McKenzie. I, I could argue the Packers have a better roster offensively. I could argue it. Patrick Mahomes probably has the best. He's the guy who could say, I'll take mine. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, up until just recently, Sammy Watkins was on that team. Now he's in Baltimore. You know, weapons left and right. You had Edwards Elaire in the draft, like the perfect, perfect one two punch back. You know, he's got a little thunder, a little lightning, you know, in that offense to, to run the ball, to catch balls out of the backfield, screen plays, et cetera. But there is no other, I mean, Justin Herbert maybe has a little bit of like Keenan Allen and company, maybe there. They don't have Hunter Henry anymore, obviously, because he's in New England. But like Lamar Jackson can't say this. Carson Wentz now in Indianapolis can't say this. Justin Herbert, I think, can't say it either. He comes close to saying it, but he can't say it. Like Derek Carr can't say it. Daniel Jones can't say it. You know, Jalen Hurts can't say it. You know, Justin Fields gets the job. He can't see it, even with David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. And that's as good as it gets in the NFL, especially for playing fantasy. You know, can't say it if you're Matt Ryan. Can't say it if you're Russell Wilson. Can't say it if you're Matt Stafford, who just went to the Rams in a way better situation than Detroit. Can't say it. Can't say it if you're Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. You come close, but it's not the Packer roster. And even if you start marking them up, one, da, 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 the separator usually is Devontae Adams. Like, oh, here's our number one, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, Devontae Adams. Oh, here's our number one. Yeah, Devontae Adams. <laughs> like, we got Debo Sip. Yeah, Devontae Adams. You know, we got Robert Woods and Cooper. Co yeah, Devontae Adams. You know, you keep, I mean, Keenan Allen, rip. Yeah, Devontae Adams. The only guy you can compare to him is Tyree Kill and Stephon Diggs. Really. In the league right now, I think we're probably looking at, you know, and Allen Robinson is up there in my opinion. You know, if you want to give me the top five to six guys, I'd throw DeAndre Hopkins in that group as well. But to me, the top three wide receivers in the NFL are the guys I just mentioned. You know, because they do the most to impact the game. Devontae Adams, number one. I would probably go with 
Tyreek Hill number two, and then I would go Stephon Diggs number three, and then all the other guys are kind of rolled into one. It's very difficult for me to distinguish between Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, etc. Uh, I think Calvin Ridley's on the rise. I think Julio Jones still has some 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 uh, uh, gas left in the tank. Uh, there are a lot of guys out there who have uh, you know a, a great opportunity to become those bona fide stars. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. What I know is that Aaron Rodgers is absolutely full of it right now. And, oh, by the way, you know what? I'll say one more thing on this. Um, I was actually really, 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 really glad that Mark Murphy came out and said, what, about six, seven days ago as I record this, Aaron Rodgers is a, quote, complicated fella. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good job. Good job. Good job. They, that, I, I mean, that, that's like the perfect sort of quick little sling, you know, quick little dagger throw right at Aaron Rodgers without saying, you know, the guy's just flat out a pain in the ass, and we don't want him here either. He did just enough, and then Aaron Rodgers, I'm offended t-shirt, right? That, of course he would come back, because he's such a child. I mean, he is, and look... He's going to Hall of Fame. He's on the first ballot. He's a Super Bowl winner. He's won, what, three MVPs now, including the last season's Most Valuable Player Award. Aaron Rodgers is a just a bona fide all-time dude, all-time QB, and 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 doesn't, and for me and my money, he doesn't have to win another uh, Super Bowl. Clearly, if he does, we got a different conversation going. But he'll never be Brady. He'll never be Montana. You know, he'll never be Elway to me. He'll never be Unitas. Uh, he might not even be, you know, guys who were on that roster before him, Bart Starr and Brett Favre, right? Like he might not, he's not never going to be Peyton Manning, right? He's never going to be five or six quarterbacks as it is, um, in in my opinion, if he wins, if he wins a second one. I, I think he would still, I think he would be pretty close to, if not equal to Peyton Manning, but I would still put Manning ahead of him, um, you know, if you're asking me to split the hair, you know. So I don't know if, as if he needs to, you know, win win another one. Does, does he need another one to cement his status as better than Steve Young, better than Fran Tarkenton, better than? And I know Fran Tarkenton didn't win a Super Bowl, but folks, these guys aren't talked about enough. Fran Tarkenton, Dan Fouts, Jim Kelly. Oh, by the way, Roger Staubach. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers wins one more Super Bowl, he's solidified ahead of Drew Brees, Big Ben, some of the guys in his era. You know, he's ahead of all those guys. But I don't think he'll ever be ahead of Peyton. You know, Brady, Elway, Unitas, those kind of guys. Uh, I just don't. Um, so I don't think he needs to win another Super Bowl. If he wins another one, clearly things ratchet up quite a bit. But and he's one of my he's been one of my favorite players in the NFL. But that is such a child response with the I'm offended t-shirt. If he was a grown-up, he would have gone on the video call and just worn a regular shirt and hat. Just, you know. I mean, you know what? You know what he you know would have been even better for Aaron Rodgers to play the game even more? Because, look, let's face it, Aaron Rodgers loves this game because he wants us to all try and figure out exactly what the hell he's saying and what the hell he's feeling, right? That's his motive. That's his game. Everybody's talking about me every day, every insider, every source, every this person, that person. Nobody knows what I'm thinking. Ha, 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 right? That, I mean, that is Aaron Rodgers. That is who he is. And we don't know him personally, but isn't it kind of like you can kind of just get a read for drama with celebrities. And again, I've only been around athletes in a locker room. I've interviewed you know former athletes, but I'm not buddy buddy with them. I don't go out and hang with them and have a burger. I don't. Um, 
I don't do that kind of. I don't know those guys. I'm not. I've never been a beat. I mean, I've been a Syracuse beat reporter for the basketball team, you know, for the AP. But but it's a it's college. Even though it's kind of like mini pro sports, it's still college. It's not like a 25, 26 year old or a 30 year old walking in and talking about their their dog and family or talking about what they did last night with their buddies who were in town, you know, grabbing dinner uh, and 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 going to a, a comedy show, right? Like you, you, a lot of the college relationship isn't relationships aren't like the pros where you're going into the Yankee clubhouse and again normal circumstances non-corona you go in and you sit right down to Brett Gardner and you say hey remember when you first started in the minor leagues I'm doing a cool piece on this thing I was wondering if you could share one of or two experiences that you had da 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 hey by the way how's everything else going oh good you know da 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 I'm okay except that you know uh, um you know my friend's dad uh, is 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 uh, is ill and I that's been on my mind a lot so uh, I'm playing tonight for him. Boom. Now you got a nugget, right? Well, hey, send him my best. Da, da, da. Now you're building more. You're getting that rep, you know, rep that 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 back and forth, right? That trust, those reps back and forth in the lines of communication. Those things are super important. I don't know Aaron Rodgers, but can't you kind of get a radar for celebrities with drama? Can't you get, you know, that Ben Affleck and Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez are drama queens that, you know, that Aaron Rodgers is a drama queen. He's gone through, you know, a, a, a million, you know, fiancés and girlfriends in the last two, three years, right? I mean, it, the breakups and look at Danica Patrick coming out and talking about him and then his family coming out and talking a few years back about how they have no relationship with him. The guy is a complete and utter diva. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. He's been one of my favorite players. But here's what Aaron Rodgers could have done to make us all think, wow, what's he really thinking? Even times 10, right? After Mark Murphy said he's, quote, unquote, a complicated fella, Aaron Rodgers should have gone on that video call in Green Bay Packers swag, <laughs> in a shirt and a hat, Packers. Oh, he's on board. He's back on board. Yeah. Right? Could you, uh, Twitter, you know, Twitter goes nuts. Unbelievable. With that, the ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Stanley Law Office's Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State and Bryant and Stratton College. Log on today to bryantstratton.edu. Classes are starting soon. Bryant and Stratton College, the official college of the ML Sports Platter in two great locations in and around Central New York as well. James Street and in Liverpool. Be a Bobcat today. Academics, excellence, and athletics. Bryant and Stratton College. Bryantstratton.edu. Let's bring him in. He is the head men's basketball coach, uh, the head boys basketball coach at Liverpool High School in Central New York. He's a Syracuse basketball great in his own right. Just had a terrific career on the Hill and um, is now a part, again, of Bayheim's Army uh, as an associate head coach. And you can follow more uh, on Bayheim's Army and the tournament, which, uh, of course, is a shot at $2 million at thetournament.com. It's our buddy Ryan Blackwell. Ryan, welcome aboard, and uh, how's fatherhood going, buddy? Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, give me some fatherhood stories, man. Pooped on, peed on, late nights. Uh, <laughs> uh, forgot to put did, did the laundry. Oh, did the laundry. Nice. Forgot to put it in the dryer. Didn't have anything anything for the next day. Give me some. Uh, give me some. Give me. Give, give me some good stuff here. Well, there's definitely something called baby brain. You know, I'm starting to forget everything. Um, they say that's just part of having a baby. So, you know, the poop part. You know, she's had a few explosions. <laughs> yeah, literally just gone everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. You, know, you hear stories and you see like stuff in the movies and projectile vomiting, and it's all true. It's yeah. crazy. 
Um, so it's been fun. Definitely tiring, but I'm enjoying it. Well, I'll tell you, it, it is real. You're right. And, and it all happens. My best uh, story I can tell you that I've done, because I'm about almost 18 months into this thing now as we record this at the end of the month. My kid will be a year and a half. And uh, it was, I don't even remember doing this, but it was after dinner. I was cleaning the dishes and putting them away and everything like that and had cooked and whatever. And there was like this pasta tortellini that was in these little spoon things that we give our kid. And she, you know, ate most of it but had a little bit left. I put it in a glass Tupperware. But I took the glass Tupperware and put it back into where the glass Tupperware goes instead of in the fridge. So that, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so that actually happened. All right, Bayheim's Army, man. What's it look like? Great roster here. We're starting up again, the tournament, and uh, and you're involved, and, and, and you guys have a pretty good schedule. So uh, I'll give you the floor on just kind of the intro uh, on the team. I'm more excited about this team, uh, honestly, and I hate to say it because we've I've been part of this. This is now six years, I think. Wow, already. You know, some great, yeah, yeah, already. Some great teams, um, great players, and obviously the staff's been great every year. Um, But this year is special. You know, Adam Weissman's involved, which is great. You know, him being involved with us. And then um, the guys that we have now, and obviously Tyrese Rice is, is a new addition that's now with the Orange family. Uh, Chris McCullough, Tyler Lyon was supposed to play last year. They're going to play this year, most likely, I think, um, barring any injuries or anything else happening unexpected. So they're a great addition. Uh, C.J. Fair is coming back. Loved coaching him a couple years ago, and obviously he's a fan favorite with the Orange. And the two new guys that they're going to reveal on Monday, it's going to be a game changer for us. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say they're not in the Orange family. People are wondering, Deion Waiters or mm-hmm. – Mellow or somebody, but I'm just going to go out there and say they're not in the Orange family, but they're a household name in the TBT tournament um, in college basketball. So they're really going to put us over the top. So I'm really excited about having these two guys. They're going to give us, I think, the best shot we've had so far. Well, that'll, that, that works out perfectly because this podcast airing on a Monday, we record it prior to, and I can't wait to hear uh, who those names are. You know, you bring up CJ Fair and the immediate thing that comes to mind with him just during his Syracuse career, that four-year growth, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, yeah. postseason, clutch. Uh, I remember that steal against NC State. You know, I remember the 25-0 and 0 team. I remember him getting better with a jump shot. I remember him getting way better with the footwork. I remember the junior, yeah. you know, sophomore to junior, but then junior, senior, the leap. He's really, truly, and there's a lot of them, but he's really, truly one of the great four-year stories in SU sports history, I think, right? Absolutely, and I love it because you don't really see that too much anymore. Guys leave so early, and, you know, you get, you get to see a guy for a year or two, and then they're gone, and they're out, you know, trying to get into the league. And to see guys develop, that's what it's about. You used to see that back in the day. You know, when we were growing up watching college, guys usually stayed for the most part. But he definitely matured and got better and better. And like you said, his mid-range was – automatic towards the end of his junior and his senior year you could always count on him very reliable great kid very humble and just you know did the little things it was great to coach ryan blackwell with us the head boys uh basketball coach for liverpool but uh, involved now as an associate head man for the bayheim's army group in the tournament um when you prepare for these other you know for these other schools like right before a game um is it is it similar to 
years ago when you prepared as a player against college teams, or is it more like you when you're preparing your warrior team? Is it like what's it what's it most like? What can you most most compare it to? More like I guess kind of like a, maybe like AAU. It's it's hard because you don't okay. even know you know the rosters are all over the place, right? And you're only seeing guys that weekend when they play. So we're going to play on the 23rd or 24th or whatever of July and they're going to put the bracket out and then you're going to figure out who's on the team and where these guys came from, but there's no real film, maybe a film from last year, but these teams aren't even the same. These guys are jumping ship and going to other teams. So, you know, they're not all the same. So you really just, you're going to watch them. You're going to watch a game the night before that they played in the tournament. And then we're just going to go watch film and then go from there. So it's really uh, makeshift scouting, so to speak. And um, it's still fun because the guys understand the game of basketball. These guys are professionals. They play at a high level. And, um, you know, when we go scout, they understand what we're doing, you know, quickly. At the high school level, it's a little bit more explaining and teaching. And at this level, these guys are so well-schooled that it's, it's a little bit easier. You know what's amazing? Every time this thing comes up again and the games start and, you know, you, you see what goes on on Twitter and social media, people going nuts. The games are obviously covered on television very well. I mean, the coverage of this tournament is pretty is pretty remarkable in my opinion. Um, but it shows more. I mean, it, it's the tournament. It is what it is. I get it. But it shows me, Ryan, more about the Syracuse basketball phenomenon than it does anything else. Because I think last time you and I chatted, we were talking about the last dance. And we were yes. talking about Jordan and the shoes and all the stuff and going back and having all those memories because you and I are yeah. you know, just about the same age. And you go back in time, you're like, man, MJ, what I do to have one more, watch him one more time. You know, I'm reading yeah. a book right now in 1996, and I'm just like, oh, Jerry Maguire, Happy Gilmore, all the Iverson, you know, in the dome and ripping it up and the Bulls and Jeter's Yankees. And it's just... It, but Syracuse basketball fans can't get enough of all these guys, all of you guys, even, I mean, Ryan, we're 20 plus years away from when you played. We're, we're, yeah. we're 15 years or so, you know, from Devendorf. We're, we're a long way away now, even from CJ Fair. You know, do you think of that? Like, my gosh, like, yeah, this tournament's great and everything, but it's really, it really just adds even another layer to the basketball phenomenon that is Syracuse. Absolutely. You know, I see it more because I'm still in town and I live here and you know, I get to, you know, I'm in community and talking to people and I just, I get to feel that love and appreciation uh, from the fans more just because I'm around here and I, and I understand it and just the community, what it does for the community during the summer to have this, you know, when Syracuse doesn't make the tournament or run on the bubble, you know, we know how that is. It's like, we don't even want to watch the tournament, NCAA tournament because we're so passionate about Syracuse basketball. And, and I think bringing this tournament and having the Bayheims army is just an extension of that. And people just love it and they can't wait for it. And they can't wait to see their former favorite player. Like we've added Pascal and I've seen comments. People are like, Oh my God, I'm in love that, that Pascal's playing. And <laughs> they're like, we want Wes Johnson. We want Deion Wade right. to get Carmelo. They're just so passionate. And, and that's just, that's part of it. That's the greatest part of this tournament is that we're getting older guys who've played. Dorf hasn't even played in three years, but he's still 
sometimes our best player. So hmm. it's just great. He's still going to the left pretty good, huh? But that guy's that guy's pretty great. Yeah. You know, to yeah. not have played for three years and he still works out. He called me this morning. He wanted me to get up at seven o'clock and come meet him to, to work out. And I said, "Buddy, I'm a zombie right now. I can't meet you today." But yeah, come on. I, ju- I just left the, the I just left the pasta Jeez. tortellini in the in the cupboard. You know, last night, <laughs> like Lindsley. Come on, you. <laughs> yeah, I was like I can't do it today. I'm going to work out later. That's it. You can meet me later. So he yeah. understood. But yeah, he puts time and effort in, so it's great. That's awesome. Beheim's army. The name. Where Where did it come from? Who 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 did it? Belby, I think, did that. He did. Kevin. Okay. Pretty sure he came up with that, which is great. It's an awesome name, hmm. Beheim's Army. It's it's, uh, it's one of the best names out there. What does sure. Jim What does Jim Beheim say about this team? Like, do you talk to him about the tournament and the makeup? And does he watch the game? I'm sure he watches, right? He watches the game. You know, as he came two years ago and was here, yeah. at OCC and yeah. supported. And he watches you know, everything. He, texts, <laughs> he watches everything. And he texts <laughs> once in a while, like after games or yeah. You know, I'll get his info or his feedback. I'll shoot him a text and see what do you think about these guys or what do you think about how we played or something like that. And he'll give me feedback. Wow. So he, he loves it. And obviously he's, his name is on it. it. It's all the guys that he, you know, coached before. So I'm sure he feels, you know, really connected to it in that way as well. What goes through your mind going into 2021-2022? Jim Beheim is still coaching the Syracuse basketball team. He is now in his upper 70s. He's at 76 years old, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach K just said it's going to be his last year upcoming. It will not impact Jim. People who think it will impact him, it will not. He is going into this year coaching now both of his sons, Jimmy and Buddy. And and I believe Buddy probably wasn't even around when you started playing at Syracuse, right? So like when, when all this goes full circle and we're two decades past when you played and all that, and now he's still going and now his sons are on the roster. What goes through your mind? His kids, my senior year, were, were born my senior year. Okay, there you go. So Buddy and Jamie were born. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Unbelievable. Just to think, you think about all of the, and anything, there's so much turnover and the longevity that he's put in, and to be able to go through everything he's been through and still be here yeah. um, is amazing. I mean, with the school here, he's from Lions. And he's coached for some 40-some years. It might end up being 50 by the time he's done. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that doesn't happen anywhere. Never. Like has yeah. been at Duke for a long time. But, you know, Roy Williams just decided to retire. And this guy, you know, he looks good. He takes care of himself. And, man, it's hats off to him to be able to even stand, go through all those different decades and to be able to coach. And now you're coaching your kids. That's rare. That's, there's nothing like that. Yeah. I got two quick ones for you, and then I'll let you get back to dad duty. Um, when, when you look at the transfer portal, what's your feeling about that in college basketball? I, I think it's gotten a wee bit out of control. Oh, it's out of control. I, I just don't. You know, I transferred. Talking about transfer, I transferred from sure. Illinois because there was a coaching change. You know, Lou Henson and coming back to Syracuse was an easy change for me. But that didn't happen too often. Like, guys transferred every once in a while. You know, maybe you had one or two. Now you have like six, seven. The girls' basketball program had 12. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere It just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, where's the, you know, people talk about loyalty, and I know sometimes people on the other side will say, well, a school doesn't want a kid, or, you know, they'll get rid of them or whatever. But I get it. But if, I, if I'm committed or you're committed to do something, 
why not stick it out for a year yeah. and get better? That's what guys used to do. Now it's just like, it's just the, the landscape of where things are right now. People just want what they want right away. And if they don't get it right away, they're just going to up and leave and just do something else. And that's basically what it's come down to. Yeah. And, and I mean, the example would be like, if you didn't have a coaching change at Illinois, you were facing something that was maybe a minor adversity type thing. Like, I don't know, maybe a major was dropped or something uh, that you didn't like on the court. Maybe a teammate was getting too much playing time or something. You probably would have said, all right, well, you know, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of jump over this hurdle and see where it goes. Right. And then if, if I go yeah. another year and I don't like it, I'm gone. But like these guys don't even take a second. They're just, they're, they just insert their name right in. It's over. Just right in. It's yep. over. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of become comical to be honest with you. It's just guys are literally just leaving. I was surprised, you know, with Quincy, a guy who plays all the minutes. He was third team all ACC. Um, you know, averaged what 15, 16 points a game. Yeah. And he was going to be the man coming back along with Buddy and the other guys. And and he leaves. Um, that's kind of strange. Um, so it's, yeah, it's definitely a weird time. Uh, for college basketball. All right, final thing for me. Give my listeners just kind of an overview, State of the Union, whatever you want to call it, on Liverpool and the Warriors, uh, you know, coming off last year, going into this year, Corona times, uh, wild times, I'm sure, you know, during all of it. And, man, alive are we dying to get back into the gym (laughs) and pack the places again. And, I mean, we're back to full capacity at many stadiums in New York State. Uh, yeah. I think I think we're past this thing, and and by the time fall rolls around, we're going to be really past it. Just kind of do the state of the union thing here, players last year, highlight whatever you want, and, and just kind of what it's been like for you going through all this. Yeah, it was just nice to be back, and even though we didn't have fans and we didn't have parents in the stands, which was kind of refreshing to be honest. With you. <laughs> um, <laughs> we uh, we had a great group of kids. You know, we won in 2018 because we had a great kids that bought in. Um, and this group is similar to that, but we were just younger. We started two freshmen and two sophomores playing a lot and a bunch of juniors. And we're going to be young, but we're, we're talented. We have a kid, Andreo Ash, who's going to be a sophomore, about 6'6". Six, six. And I just got another offer, a Division one offer from Bryant. Got one from Stony Brook. So he's on the rise. It's like he's one of the top 10 kids in the state of New York ranked uh, currently. And he's going to get better and better. He'll have Syracuse looking at him. Um, his sister, Tyler Ash, played at Syracuse back in the day, uh, I think in 2010 or something like that. But we have a chance, you know, to win sectionals and, and to compete for a state title. So I'm really excited about, you know, the future. Um, Jacob Works is going to be a senior, and he's, you know, our best overall player. Love his and, game. Uh, love his game. Yeah, love his game. Great yep. kid, works hard. Yep. He'll be a at least, a, I think, a Division two player at Perfect. least. But depending on how his season goes and he progresses, maybe we'll go to prep school. So I'm excited about this group. We really have a chance to do something special like we did in 2018. So we'll see what happens. Can't wait to watch you guys play uh, this year. It is Ryan Blackwell, the Syracuse basketball great and associate head coach for Bayheim's Army. For more information, go to thetournament.com and make sure you go see his Warriors this coming fall on the high school basketball circuit as well. You can follow Bayheim's Army on Twitter at Bayheim's Army. Ryan, always great to chat. Appreciate our friendship. And, uh, hey, good luck with uh, with all the poo and the pee. All right, pal? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Good talking to you. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Prestwick Golf, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, Welch & Company Jewelers, and our great friend Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. LinkedIn, Facebook, Advisors. 
MassMutual.com. Brian Comboy is the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter. Big time thanks to Ryan Blackwell. Thanks for listening to all of you. Make sure you download and subscribe wherever you get podcasts on your smartphone device. And you can hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports as well. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. I hate to break it to you, but you're in for a big surprise. Five years from now, Jane, who's resigning today, will ring the NASDAQ bell, officially launching her company on the public market. And what you'll soon realize is that Jane stole your most valuable data to start her new company on her way out the door. Learn how Code42 Insider can stop data theft and protect your organization's most valuable assets. Visit Code42.com to learn more. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.